Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is Laura J. Hernandez, who is Executive Director of Multicultural Marketing with AT&T. Today we will discuss AT&T's efforts to reach U.S. Latinos. Laura is responsible for strategic development of the AT&T brand, products and services as part of the company's diversity strategy with different market segments, creating products and aligning communication messages that are relevant to the different communities served by the company. During her 11 years at AT&T, she has driven marketing and advertising initiatives, including managing the company's direct mail and online campaigns and developing diversity marketing efforts for products and services. For close to 20 years, Laura has built her career in marketing and public affairs through her work in the public and private sector. Prior to working with AT&T, she was Deputy Director of Latino Outreach for the Democratic National Committee and worked at Bromley Communications in San Antonio. A native of San Antonio, she is an active member of her community and serves on various boards and volunteers for several organizations, including Child Advocates of San Antonio and Goodwill of San Antonio. Laura, welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Laura, I know this is sort of your bread and butter of every day, but for a lot of folks, AT&T is just sort of this very large, amorphous telephone company. So maybe we could start with, before we get into the details of your Hispanic market outreach, Maybe we could start with just a brief description or explanation of what AT&T is today. Sure. I think it is always easy to refer to us as a big telephone company. However, um, we are so much more than that. We are a uh, telecommunications and entertainment company now offering um, telecommunications, entertainment, and data services in 22 states, and that is not inclusive of the remaining 28 states where we are a leading wireless uh, provider. So you offer telephone service, you offer DSL connectivity, and also entertainment. That's correct. Now, when we refer to telephone, um, I want to be really clear that we refer to, you know, whether it is a wired landline or also uh, our cell service, our wireless service through um, uh, our AT&T Mobility. And this is nationwide? Yes. Well, the, the, to be clear, we offer the wireless, local service, DSL, and entertainment in the 22-state footprint, uh, which includes um, Texas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, California, Nevada, the nine former Bell, sta Bell, uh, Bell South states, and the uh, uh, states in the Midwest, which include uh, Indiana, Wisconsin, Ohio, Illinois, and I'm absolutely forgetting a state in the Midwest. <laughs> what about the other 28 states? In the other 28 states, we offer uh, a wireless product through AT&T Wireless. Are you reaching out to Latinos 
nationwide, or are you focusing on what have traditionally been the Latino markets? Well, we do a little bit of both. For example, we might target our mass media efforts around the major Hispanic markets. However, we also direct mail our customers, and our customers can uh, – we could have less Hispanic customers or Latino customers in – Know, Little Rock, Arkansas, and we will market to them in direct mail fashion. So in essence, yes, and as with any other product or service, you're adjusting your campaign depending on your products and your Absolutely. audience. Well, it's really depending on the tactic of media that we employ. How long have you focused specifically on Latino audiences? Well, AT&T uh, and its brands have offered Spanish language customer care for uh, over 25 years, uh, and we have over 22 call centers. So, you know, I think in some way, shape, or form, we have been targeting Latino customers for right around that number of years. That's a long time, even yeah. before a lot I'm of very people. Proud of it, though. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of, I heard you mention that you have had Spanish language um, capability or customer support. Is that the core audience that you go after when you're targeting Hispanic consumers in the U.S., or are you also reaching acculturated Hispanics with a specific Hispanic campaign efforts? We target... Uh a number of different Hispanic segments, if you will. We target, obviously, our Spanish dominant, and, of course, we have a way to serve those customers. We also target uh, bicultural or uh, more acculturated Hispanics, and we use slightly different media tactics. For example, in some markets, especially those markets where we have a high um, Hispanic population, you it is very common to, to be watching a uh, television show on general market TV and to see a, a, a spot that we call a crossover or an in-culture spot that is in English that is clearly targeting Hispanics in that market uh, because it is culturally relevant, but it is English language instead of Spanish. But it is also easy for that customer, uh, to, uh, that uh, consumer to be to change channels and go over to the Univision or Telemundo affiliate and see a similar message in Spanish. How does the non-Hispanic audience that is exposed to that bilingual or, or actually English language promotion, how do they respond, or are they even aware that this is sensitive? Yeah. I, I do believe that, that customers may be aware of it, but, you know, in a market like San Antonio that where, you know, the Hispanic culture, Latino culture is so ingrained in this city, it's really... I don't think that many people notice it. And uh, what we're also very clear about is that it, the, the commercial will carry the same offer that the general market has, um, and it will be about the same product, but the relevancy in the messages that are carried around how are those products are used and the importance of that, off that offer vary, uh, vary because we're talking to a different audience. But it won't. it's not like the general market customer is going to see one offer in one commercial and then look, see another commercial and it carry a different offer. So there's not that kind of disconnect between 
uh, what a customer is seeing on uh, on TV or in our commercials. So it's a subtle thing. Yes. It's actually wonderful to hear that because a, a lot of the times I hear marketing executives who are very fearful to make incursions into that acculturated audience because they don't want to alienate or offend the rest of the English-dominant non-Hispanic audience that that promotion might be reaching. So to hear that you, you're doing this and that you've had success and that a lot of the times the audience doesn't, isn't necessarily aware of the nuances is very interesting. Can you share some examples of some of these how the the mainstream English language and the mainstream Hispanic English language might have deferred. Sure. Um, for example, um, we know we have cut insights about how our customer uses our products and services. Um, we know that uh, for Hispanics, it is uh, they use telecommunication services. Uh, to support their desire to be to, to connect with their community community it is a it is kind of enable social connectivity if you will and certainly we don't use social connectivity in our in our our uh, communication to our customers but that's what we try to to demonstrate in our uh, commercials and in our advertisements uh, whether it's in English or in Spanish so if you look at a general market uh, commercial spot, they tend to promote productivity and all the things that you can get done with a DSL connection. So we're, it's still the same product, we're just using it for different purposes. So you'll see slight nuances there. You might see more social interaction with your family and friends, um, and technology enables you to do that versus look at all the things you can do to manage your life, to keep your life in order that you might see in the general market. You also see um, speed take a much greater, larger role in the general market uh, execution. doesn't mean that speed is not important to our customer. It just doesn't take the primary role. We might communicate speed in a much more subtle way, uh, in perhaps in how we demonstrate how the product works. I've heard from a number of professionals, particularly those in telecommunications and um, internet-related high-tech products and services, that Latinos tend to over-index in the use of these tools for personal and work reasons. Do you find that to be the case? We certainly have seen an uptick in adoption of broadband, and once a, a Latino adopts broadband usage, we see that they are downloading, uh, you know, whether it be ringtones or watching videos or music, and um, they, they absolutely over-index against the general market. The uh, Overall, though, Hispanics still under-index, in bro uh, under-index the general market in broadband adoption, but once they get there, you know, they, they are they are quickly doing the more sophisticated things with that Internet connection that the general market perhaps has taken a little longer to get to. You'll see them immediately start to you know, download music and download ringtones and watch videos and, 
and do the things that, you know, mainstream consumers doing today. They're just doing it more frequently. Do you see a significant difference in consumption or the features that they favor between the highly acculturated English-dominant Hispanics and the less acculturated Spanish-dominant Hispanics among your customers? Actually, what we have found is when it comes to technology adoption, there is no correlation between uh, a cult in, on, on the um, there's no correlation on the acculturation continuum because we often have found, talked to customers who are second and third generations and they're a little bit more technology averse. But you talk to somebody who perhaps migrated here and came from a country where a landline was so difficult to get that they immediately relied on cell phone service, they're very comfortable with that cell phone service and doing all kinds of innovative, you know, they're used to texting and sending pictures with, with that cell phone. Um, and they're predominantly Spanish, Spanish dominant. So it's a very, very interesting dynamic when you try to marry acculturation with technology use. You, there's some intuitive things that you, that you might assume to be true, and then once you start looking at how the market is really behaving. It's not in, at all that way. Now, we do see that on the broadband uh, continuum, it, you do see uh, some correlation, but there's a lot of other factors that play, everything from education and income that also play a role that aren't necessarily related to, you know, they have some relation to, to acculturation, but um, it, it's not as... as uh, I don't think we can be certain to say that, that it's acculturation that drives you know, broadband adoption. So if segmenting with language or acculturation isn't always the answer, how do you define your audience? How do you divide it so that you can be effective in your approach? What identification tools do you employ when you're reaching out to Hispanics that go beyond the traditional acculturation and language? Sure. Obviously, with mass media, we are a little bit more limited. But when it comes to our direct tactics, which we use a lot of, we use a lot of direct, direct mail tactics to reach our customers, we employ a lot of uh, we use proprietary segmentation data. We have done a lot of work looking at our customer database and trying to understand you know, what kind of services does this customer have and how are they similar to other customers in our database and try to try to get at a much more sophisticated segmentation tool that allows us to 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 target our customers in a more meaningful way. Do you do all of that segmentation in-house or are you relying on third parties to help you with that? It's a combination. Some of it is um, specifically developed for our customer base and we go out and procure that data uh, on a primary using primary research and in other cases we uh, buy segmentation data that we overlay on our customer database. Does geography for example play a role we know as a general rule that different parts of the country have a larger representation of Hispanics from particular countries of origin, for example. Is that something that you find significant? Not when it comes to telecommunications uh, purchases or entertainment purchases. We do see that 
um, we might take, um, you know, for example, if I'm running a radio commercial in South Florida, I'm, the music that I put behind it is going to be dictated by uh, the countries of origin that you know are, that that uh, populate Southern Florida. And I do this. I'll do the same thing in you know Southern California with, given the, the high concentration of Mexican, uh, the, of Mexican population that lives there. But I typically don't do anything very different in terms of the products and services I might offer. Beyond the traditional spot that we've been talking about so far, what other tools do you rely on and what mediums are you using? We use, um, obviously, direct response mediums like direct mail, um, online advertising. We also use um, what is often what is termed as direct response TV which is a television commercial that runs during, um, kind of run a schedule during a given time period when our call centers are open that have a very aggressive call to action. Uh, so we use DRTV and then we also run uh, what we call Spot TV, which allows us to build uh, awareness in a given market. Are there any differences between the effectiveness or in any other way that help you figure out what mix to use of those? You know, surprisingly, no. You know, in, when it comes to uh, response mediums, we are, and um, kind of how diff the different mediums perform, they do tend to mirror the general market. In other words, in the, in the general market, Spot TV really does behave as an awareness builder, and that's exactly what it does in the in in the Hispanic market as well. You know, and in the general market, we they use DRTV to drive calls into our call centers, and that's a, you know and that's yeah, that's the intent of direct uh, direct response TV, and so we use it in that same fashion. Now, obviously, the messages are different, and why you know, what motivates them to call is different. So, so and we address that in in uh, the messages that these the different vehicles carry. What about the Internet? The Internet um, is, we, we tend to focus on bringing people from the dial uh, platform into a broadband platform. So I would say that our messaging in, on the Internet is probably more skewed to getting people you know, from dial into to, to broadband, whereas perhaps in the general market, they might be looking to get people to switch from a cable modem to DSL, but I'm still getting people into the category, so my messaging will vary. Are you getting, for example, people who go to the website and find the information they need and can subscribe online, or are you finding that Hispanics are more likely to get the information online, but perhaps make a phone call or respond to something that they got in the mail or respond to an, a, a um, DRTV promotion? You know, we don't necessarily put a phone number on, you know, if, if someone uh, goes to, uh, or let's just say they see an, a banner ad on, you know, on Yahoo, Yahoo Telemundo, they go to to, they, they get a banner ad and they click on it and they get to our website where they find information in Spanish about that DSL product that we were offering them. 
they can they can opt to call a number that might be find, found elsewhere on our website, but we don't necessarily know that it, that that call came because somebody saw somebody opened uh, or clicked on a banner ad. Now, if they complete the online or the, the order online, then I can tell that they came from that uh, that banner ad. Is there such a thing at, like you have with the commercials online where some of the ads are specifically designed for acculturated English dominant Hispanics? Not at this time, no. Is it something that you're considering or do you think there, the difference online isn't enough? Well, online media is, is often bought through uh, major ad networks and it's a little harder to target exactly where your ad's going to appear mm -hmm. versus I have a little bit more control in the TV medium. For example, I can pick I want to be in San Antonio with, you know, a crossover ad. And and if it's a spot TV or awareness TV, I actually pick the day part that I'm going to be in and I'm also often picking, sometimes I can pick the show. I can say I want to be an Ugly Betty because I know that's going to have a high concentration of Hispanic viewership. On In the uh, online space, it is, uh, I can't get as specific. So I could, you know, I could rotate in Hispanic targeted ads that could be in English, but I have no guarantee that I'm going to serve it up to some, to a Hispanic in San Antonio or a Hispanic in Los Angeles or Miami. I could serve it up to you know, just about anybody and you know, anywhere, anyone who uh, happens to be you know, on a website that is getting ads from the, you know, the, the online network that we purchased from. So it's a little harder to target on, online. Right, part of the growing pains, I think, that everybody's yes. still sorting out, right? right? Now, we do often buy some sites that, um, that, that carry bilingual ads like um, one that oh, there's a one site that comes to mind uh, that that we buy on that uh, will accept bilingual ads and so we will run ads uh, in English I recently heard a presentation from an expert in measurement uh, particularly online and one of the things that she said that I thought was most amazing was that the concept of impressions was dead. That online, it didn't really matter as much how many people visited a particular website, that what was important were two things. One, that was this audience the right match for your customer base? And two, was the audience engaged? Were they really interested? Was this a place that they visited often? Did they spend time on the website when they were there? Are you finding that to be the case? Yes, and in fact, when we, we make decisions around our uh, online ad purchases, we look to see how much time um, consumers are spending on a given website. So it's no longer about, I get you know 100,000 visitors but I get 100,000 visitors uh, at a website that happen to spend, on average, 10 or 15 minutes every time they visit, or you know, whatever the, you know, the, the, the ceilings or, or, or um, uh, thresholds are. We look to see how long is a customer spending uh, when they visit a given website. 
Is there a gender difference, Laura? This is another thing that that pops up in a lot of people's minds, particularly when we're referring to technology. Are, for example, Spanish-dominant Latinas as likely to be interested and involved in the process as are their Latino counterparts? You mean in terms of subscribing broadband to adopters or using the internet all of the above i don't think that we have necessarily seen a a big difference what we tend to do for example um we might uh be on um the fox uh deportes website and we do have a soccer program with fox uh, that we implement on- online with a, a soccer fantasy league that we sponsor. That, obviously, because of the nature of the content, skews male, so we target, we specifically, obviously, are targeting the male audience. But in some of our other buys, we tend to be pretty um, gender neutral. You know, when we were promoting our music promotion, it was all about, it was the whole family enjoying, you know, free music. Is there a difference in gender when you're reaching out to acculturated, English-dominant Latinos? We, when, when you look at our approach to reaching out to acculturated, we do not differentiate. Now, there might be certainly other marketers that because of their product needs need to differentiate, but we do not. How important is the Hispanic market in your universe? Obviously, this is a market that you take seriously because you've been pursuing the market actively and you've been ahead of the curve in a lot of ways for let's say 25 years if not longer what import does it have within the company organizational structure um, say in terms of size or percentage of your market well it is I will say this that that in terms of importance the importance of our diverse segments is established at our highest level. Our chairman, Randall Stevenson, has has made a commitment to, to diversity in that he believes that diversity and inclusion are an essential component of the successful business strategy. And that is, I know he uses, uh, he has, that is a quote that you would find attributed to Randall Stevenson, who's our CEO and chairman. Uh, so at the highest level, there is a people understand how important our diverse segments are to our business. Now we are um, our tw- in our 22 state footprint. We have obviously very significant population centers, including you know, Illinois, Texas, California, Florida. Uh, so it is a it is a big part of of our business and the, the segment of the population that we simply cannot ignore to win in the marketplace ballpark if you can share the numbers with the with us would you say that latino customers whether acculturated or unacculturated represent 10 percent of your market more or less well we know that 70 percent of the latino population resides in our 22 state footprint where we can offer uh, a wired telephone line a wireless service entertainment and broadband service so again that is a very significant part of the Latino population and um, 
certainly a, you know, 70% of the total population resides in your, in your footprint. It's not a segment we can afford to ignore. How does that match, and, and this is often a sensitive subject, but how does that match your marketing dollars to reach out to those audiences? Well, actually, we are really proud of the fact that if you reference the uh, Hispanic Facts Pack that is issued by um, uh, Ad Age Magazine, when you look at the top advertisers uh, in different mediums, you will find that AT&T is at the very top of that list. Uh, for example, uh, according to the Hispanic Facts Pack, you will find that uh, in the area of spot TV, um, and I'm we rank um, Hispanic, excuse me, Hispanic Spot Radio, AT&T is the fifth largest advertiser. If you look at um, national Spanish language TV, AT&T is the fourth largest advertiser. When it comes to Spot TV, which is bought on a market-by-market -market basis, we are the number one uh, spot, uh, Spanish language Spot TV advertiser. So I think and again, we were the largest uh, advertiser in uh, Hispanic newspapers. So that, in and of itself, uh, I think that that's something we're really proud of. That we are, we often lead in the category, or we lead other national brands in terms of advertising and marketing to the Latino population. Laura, I noticed that you mentioned newspapers, and and I had meant to ask you about print earlier when we were talking about ads and internet and so on. Would you share your experience with print and radio um, with us? And how effective are those mediums for you? Print and radio tend to be uh, awareness-building mediums for us. Um, and For example, we've used print in the past to support our brand uh, initiatives. And radio ha is unique in that in some cases it can be a brand builder, in other cases, um, we can, we'll partner with many stations to do what we call DJ chats, where we'll spend a little bit more time talking about our products and services, and that actually can result in calls into our call centers or customers calling in and inquiring about particular products. So we have used them as effective tools in the media mix. You know, depending on what our objectives are, we will design a radio program around to help meet those objectives, whether that objective is to build awareness for our product or awareness of our brand, uh, or to dr actually drive sales. Do you favor English language or Spanish when it comes to print, for example, magazines or newspapers? Is there a mix of language that's more favorable for you? Um, I know we tend to, to have a mix. Uh, I know that for our when we we're doing the big rebranding campaign of uh, the last couple of years. We did use uh, some Spanish language print, and then we also used some English language print targeted to the Hispanic segment. So you might have, you know, seen us in in you know Hispanic magazine or some of the um, some of the larger national publications. What about the the mix of advertising and other marketing strategies like media relations and community relations, 
what would you say is the effect of mix for you? I'm not sure I understand the question. You mentioned earlier that you're among the leaders in the country in terms of spots targeting the Hispanic market and the, in marketing as well. So aside from the ads, what percent or what mix of other tools, traditional marketing tools that are not ads, do you find to be effective for you, brand building through media relations or community affairs, special events, um, sponsorships, etc.? How effective are those other tools in your mix? It, you know, I, I'm very fortunate. I work for uh, a company that's made a commitment to diversity in a number of different areas of our business. Uh, and I firmly believe that I couldn't do the job of marketing our products and services to our customers without the support of the things that we do in the community. And that includes everything from the work that our foundation does with with the uh, grants and initiatives that they that they put in place in in the market, and it includes the work that perhaps you know our our uh, external affairs organization is doing from a public policy perspective. So I really believe that it is it is a uh, a balanced mix, and but one that I, I quite frankly without the support that that without the activity that I'm doing out in the marketplace by marketing our products and services, uh, I, and without the support of the what the foundation is doing in, in the community or what public affairs is doing or what our corporate comm organization is doing from a media relations, it, I really f kind of feel like a, a leg of the stool would be missing. To me, they're, they are they work in tandem. Uh, they have to work. They have to work all together. Uh, to be successful in the market. Now, many of those those um, legs of the stool, if you will, uh, are largely brand building, but if I don't have the brand equity, then it is much harder for me to sell my products and services to, the, to customers. Are any of those ancillary tools, these support tools, the legs of the stool outside of the ads, do any of those stand out in particular with the Hispanic market, with the different Hispanic market segments? In other words, are acculturated Hispanics more likely to respond to one tool than another and vice versa for the unacculturated? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. You know, we do a lot of work, for example, with um, LULAC, where we have... Um, uh, recently, in, in 2006, gave LULAC a uh, $1.5 million grant to develop uh, community technology centers in low-income Hispanic communities to educate Hispanics on how to use technology, how to gain access to it. This is on top of a $1 million grant we had given in 2004. And that is an excellent way to reach, you know, uh, perhaps Spanish-dominant consumers that are not as familiar with technology and need some help getting started. So that becomes a resource to perhaps maybe your less acculturated or your, your 
or in some cases your lower income Hispanic communities. However, we do have many community leaders that are uh, active members of LULAC, which we can reach by delivering the, this grant. If they can view our brand favorably, then when they're making that decision in the home around their telecommunications and entertainment needs, we hope that we are going to be at the top of the list. And we believe that we are because we've made those commitments to the things that are important to them. I've heard from a number of people in the business of marketing, specifically to Hispanics, that Latinos are a very desirable audience from a marketing perspective, particularly unacculturated Spanish-dominant Latinos, because they are more likely to respond favorably to things like direct marketing and advertising that would have lesser results among the mainstream and among acculturated Hispanics because those audiences have become more skeptical. Have you found that to be the case? Yes, we have, but it, I don't think it's necessarily just driven by skepticism. This is an art, uh, a, a segment of the population that typically has not been reached in that fashion, so they don't get as many direct mail pieces in their mailbox. Um, they are perhaps have not become um, skeptical or resistant to you know messages on TV or sales or offers on TV because they don't see as many of them. You know, if you think about it, the general market has they're watching English language television. They've got a plethora of channels to choose from, and even a Hispanic customer, one who's Spanish dominant that is watching Spanish-only TV, even if they have cable channels, you know, maybe they've got 30, 40 channels that they can choose from where they can get, where they're likely to get messages. So I think it's just, an, it, it has a lot to do with volume, and maybe I guess that ultimately leads to cynicism or, or skepticism, skepticism by, by consumers, but we just see that it is... Um, a market that just, quite frankly, has not seen these kinds of messages and in some cases not been targeted in a real sophisticated manner. What about sort of on-the-edge strategies? I've been hearing a lot lately about uh, cell phone campaigns or email campaigns, uh, video. Um, somebody recently that I interviewed who's very involved with that said that forget everything else, video is the new everything for the future, for example, online. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts on that? Or do you wait for the dust to settle, or are you guys out there on the leading edge? And if you have tried any of these, what kinds of results have you had with Hispanic audiences? Well, again, like you see for the general, for the uh, for direct response, we see when we send out emails to customers, to our, our uh, Hispanic customers, we tend to get a much higher response. Again, we believe it's because they have not become as, as skeptical as perhaps the general market has about email offers or um, or get, getting things in your inbox that you perhaps did not request, although we are very careful about ensuring that we have the customer's permission to, to market to them online. They just, a Hispanic consumer who is, just may not be getting that many many messages. Some of it may be because they're late entrance into the, the broadband space, so they've perhaps not become as, you know, they've not given out their email address to a, a, 
a number of different places, and so they don't get as much email. Um, but we do find that uh, we, we do get much higher response rates. Uh, we believe we're at the leading edge because we have been sending a product emails to customers probably for the last couple of years now that we, where we are actively marketing our products and services to them using uh, uh, an email vehicle. And we are continuing, we always are trying new different uh, mediums. We are uh, always looking for ways to perhaps uh, in initiate one-on-one -on -one communication. So we might engage a customer to send us a text message for some promotion and then gain their permission to be able to market back to them. So now I can send that customer a very specific message in Spanish uh, and perhaps I can send it to them about something that they're, they've already expressed an interest in because they have been engaged with one of our, you know, customer promotions or one of our uh, sponsorships that we might have in a marketplace. How do you feel about viral marketing and mobile phone campaigns being in the business? You know, all of those are created in response to consumer demands because it's the way consumers are communicating and the way the, the way they want to uh, uh, to interact with technology. So I think it's exciting. It's a it's a whole another level. Uh, the cu the customer is taking us to a whole another level of communicating with us. And if it's you know through by viral messages and you know online videos, I think it's terrific. I mean, I think it's great the way. Uh, the consumer today is driving uh, how we send them messages. What plans do you have in the sidelines? What do you see in terms of developments in this arena that you can share with us, Laura, in terms of new tools or trends? What's, what's coming down? I'm sorry, can you ask that again? Sure. I was asking... What kinds of trends, what kinds of uh, new tools do you see on the horizon that you might be able to share with us? I think we're going to see uh, a lot more tailored one-to-one -one communication, and I would be very surprised if the cell phone was not a big part of that. I think you see it to a, to a certain degree today. You see the opportunity with um, by engaging customers through text messaging and engaging them in in, in different. Uh, you see, you see how you, a customer can get engaged, you know, on using the cell phone and texting, you know, on, on a TV show. I think that the next level will be now I've got you engaged because you watched this TV show. Now, I now I know you have an interest in you know, American Idol, so uh, I'm going to custom. I'm going to send you a custom video clip or a custom uh, text message that specifically addresses your needs. And as that customization occurs, I mean, we're going to get to one-on-one to one -on -one messaging with that customer, and I think that ultimately we're going to see and some of that promise and that idealistic view that we had when we first started using the Internet, we're going to start to see that come to fruition. With the... 20 years of experience that you have under your belt and the obvious familiarity that you have specifically toward marketing to Hispanics, what insights would you share with our listeners who are trying to 
be culturally sensitive and effective in reaching out to the very large U.S. Hispanic market, what three tips would you share with them that they might be able to take back to their companies and apply? Well, it, I'm going to share two, but I think one of them is big that you could probably give it credit for two. But uh, the first one is be ready to serve. Uh, I think oftentimes customers or businesses look at the size of the Hispanic market. Um, they look at the size and they think, wow, you know, there's, they have this, in a few years they'll have this trillion dollar uh, buying power and they see dollar signs. And then when they get out to, to, just because you put the sign out that says open for business doesn't mean that you're really ready. So then a customer walks in your door and they want to do business with you in Spanish and you have no way of talking to them, no way of communicating with them. I always tell the story to make, make a joke about it, but, you know, you you are open for business and the customer calls in and they want or that comes in and they want to do business with this, with you in Spanish and your solution is to start talking really loud to them like that's going to make it better so you have to be ready to serve that customer and the second one is don't assume that the Hispanic market is one dimensional uh, I think that uh, for a lot of companies it is easier to start talking to the Hispanic market in Spanish, but understand that many Hispanics <clears throat> came to the United States uh, because they were seeking uh, a better economic opportunity. They came to be with other family members, and they will like they they learn English and they start watching English language media, and they become much more acculturated. And if you look at them as being one-dimensional and only Spanish dominant, you long-term will miss a big part of the opportunity. And actually, I will throw in a third, and that is always be able to track your success. Always have something to be measured by. I think oftentimes um, there's people always lament. They say, well, you know, we're not treated like the general market, or we don't get the same resources that the general market gets. Best way to fix that is to measure yourself the same way the general market does. Set goals, set objectives, and be able to track those objectives so that then you can go in and say, Here's how I'm doing, and here's the return I'm getting for every single one of those dollars that I'm investing, because those kinds of metrics are irrefutable. And when you're using the same metrics the general market is using, it's a whole lot easier to go after uh, in getting incremental dollars for your marketing. Thank you, Laura, for joining us today from San Antonio, Texas. I'm glad to do it. Thank you for having me. And to our audience, thank you for listening to Laura J. Hernandez, who is Executive Director of Multicultural Marketing with AT&T, who discussed AT&T's efforts to reach U.S. Latinos. Brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com, providing you essential information on America's largest minority. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicMPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicMPR.com. That's editor at HispanicMPR.com. For information on downloadable audio recordings about 
Marketing to Multicultural Kids, presented by Michelle Valdovinos, who is Senior Vice President of Phoenix Multicultural. Hispanic Perspectives on Advertising, presented by Liria Barbosa, who is Research Director of CNR Research. The Changing Latino Landscape, presented by Cesar Melgoza, who is Managing Director of Latin Force Group. Best in Class Hispanic Strategies, presented by Carlos Santiago, who is President, and Doreen Allen, who is Managing Partner of the Santiago Solutions Group. Segmentation by Level of Acculturation, presented by Miguel Gomez Weinbrenner, who is Senior Consultant of Cheskin, and many other downloadable presentations, visit our resources section at www.hispanicmpr.com backslash resources backslash hmpr hyphen products. That's hispanicmpr.com backslash resources backslash hmpr hyphen products. Or click on the resources button at the top of the hispanicmpr.com website.